welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football RPG Podcast. I am your Commissioner Corey, also known as Bittner Steel, and this week I am joined by my friend Eric. How you doing, man? Doing good. Shot terrible round of golf tonight, which is why I was running a little bit late because I was hitting too many shots. But if you want to count you, it, uh, the amount of money spent per ball hit, I made out. You have to spend some time like picking up your clubs after trying to go find those things. Yeah, I had to dive in a lake at one point. That's rough. That's rough, buddy. At least it was uh, pretty hot, I imagine. So nice dip in the, uh, Actually, the old water. Like Not too bad. Today it was nice. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Nice. Wow. It's actually getting cooler up here, too. Uh, and as soon as we start talking about the weather, that's when I know we should move on. Uh, and I would like to welcome in uh, a very special guest on this week's episode, the infamous, illustrious, I Yell It, uh, joining hey. the RPG pod for the first time. How's it going? It's going awesome. So glad to be here, guys. Thanks, Corey and Eric. Nice to finally uh, see your faces. Nice Sweet. to e meet everyone. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, so I you are you are new to the pod, so I will uh, go ahead and explain the sort of next section that we always try to uh, spend a, a good deal of time on, so that we have to do very little actual football talk, and it is what beverage we are enjoying currently. And today, uh, I'm going with a little bit of Fremont. Uh, that's the city it's brewed in, and the name of the beer company, uh, and their legend Cold IPA. Uh, I didn't know what a cold IPA was, but I've looked it up, and it is not that interesting. Fair. Uh, but it's I have a good no beer. idea what a cold IPA is. It's a good I'm beer, though. I, I won't take that away from Fremont. They they brew a good one. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just it's it's fermented coldly. I like it. I have to add that one to my list. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say we have to do a craft beer exchange some point. You send me some West Coast ones. I'll send you some East Coast. I was talking about that with Evan. Uh, on the last podcast, I don't know if you've listened to it yet, but we literally had that exact exchange where we were like, why aren't we doing a Secret Santa East Coast to West Coast deal? Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. Right? It's so yeah. good. Um, I currently have water in my hand, but when I was out in the golf course a couple hours ago, I was hitting some hazy IPAs from Line and Kugels that were very good. I usually have their summer shandy. Never had their hazy IPA before. It's actually very good. Very refreshing. Not quite nice. as... Big on the hops is your typical IPA. I um, do love a good hazy. And then uh, finish it with a good yingling. Good old Pennsylvania Potsdam beer. Yeah, that, that sounds real good. So I imagine you, besides having a poor golf game, had a pretty good day overall. Uh, to, uh, drink some good, good yeah. beer. Right? It was very much needed after this work week. Been a tough one this week. For sure. I can sympathize. Uh, and I, uh, you were telling me before that you, you're not much of a drinker, right? Are you... No, not anymore. But I do know that you're doing something else, right? Uh, what do you uh, What are you smoking on? Oh, um, oh, I believe it was Jack the Ripper. Oh, excellent! Yeah, I'm a big a fan of the uh, the Jack series of strains. <laughs> I I can dig it. Yeah, and just indulging in some H2O. Um, but my beer of choice, like my go to, is Yingling. Oh, love Yingling. Grew up on nice. that. from Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, I can't say I've had it. I don't know if it exists here. Oh. I guess probably not. It is the most flavorful domestic you'll ever drink. Oh, it's America's yeah. oldest brewery. Mm -hmm. You know what? That sounds enticing because our local it's is lot, Rainier, though, right? and uh, Rainier's not not good. I'll be the first to admit that. You think I've we can get a, a Yingling sponsorship to this podcast? Ooh. I'd be down. 
That'd be great. They would have to send me, you know, a couple cases so I could try it out. Oh, you'll love it. Oh, it, it's yeah. the best domestic I've ever had. Well, when you put together your little care package for me and include one. You'll get some yinglings. Well, good stuff. Uh, good drinks. Uh, let me take one more swig of mine, actually. Have either of you guys ever heard of, I used to get this in college, um, which was up in New Paltz, New York, but I didn't, I, I never found it anywhere. I believe it was a black and tan and it was called Mississippi Mud. It comes in this awesome, like, it looks That's like familiar. a little, like, jug. Like, it has, like, that little really? circle hand. I, I used to get it because I used to collect the bottles and, like, melt candles on them and stuff. Mississippi Mud. So good. Never heard of that. That's I think awesome. I know the name, but, I yeah, I've never had that. But that sounds good. The yeah, recommendation if you good. ever want to try something. The other, it's funny, too, because the other thing that Evan and I talked about was, uh, so the beer exchange, but also a separate side podcast where Evan and I go to different states and we try 50 locally brewed beers in that state. So, Eric, sorry, man, but it's a two-man show, so it's just going to be me and Evan. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's cool. Don't bring on the guy who managed the brewery. It's fine. We, th we think that you're uh, just a little too much of an expertise, so we really want to make this show for the people. <laughs> what are the people not other people Ugh. exactly all right well moving on uh we do have uh, a good amount of football talk actually on the menu here um some of which is fantasy relevant some of which is just kind of headline news that we can sort of gloss past if we want to um i think the first biggest piece here is probably just the I hate to keep mentioning it every single week, but the impending Watson decision that we still don't know anything about, and I'm happy to leave it at that. Um, we just, we don't know anything more at this point. All we know is Goodell made some, I wouldn't say impassioned, but some comments about the nature of the uh, accusations and didn't include anything substantial with it. Just real quick, we don't spend, we'd spend so much time on this. This is just a quick statement. In my personal opinion, zero knowledge on it. I think it's a lot of lip service so that Goodell can say when it sticks to six games, hey, I try. Oh, my God, it's a cat. Sorry. I That's mean, absolutely it, staying in. I, <laughs> that, was, that was great. I think it's going to stay at six games. I think Roger, Mc, Roger, Madone, Roger Goodell is just making a huge deal out of this. So he can say, like, hey, I made these big statements. I wanted to make mm -hmm. it more, but the players union or whatever the, the bargaining agreement they have, and the court said no, so I guess we have to stay with six. I think he's just trying to save his own rear end with it and make him look good in the public. Did you guys see that uh, the sleeper uh, update? I mean, I didn't click on it, so I didn't go look at like, but it was the headline was basically like Watson is willing to do uh, eight games and a $5 million fine. I did see that. Yeah, I saw that pop up. That's interesting. I mean, I guess if he has a, a, a power to, you know, make that call, then that so sounds like settle on something you know yeah i think that seems likely certainly do we feel like it's probably six to eight does that feel like the number well the thing is it's either six to yeah. eight or it is indefinitely on the exempt list i think those are the two options i don't think it's going to be more than eight games if it's not a year no yeah so again though we don't know uh i still go I, every time i try to make an opinion about this i i funnel back to he could literally just be put on the exempt list forever. That could just yeah. happen instantly, and then it's indefinite. And so 
yeah, it's just uh, hard to make a call. I still want to do a Browns show for when we actually get news about that, but that will have to wait. Uh, Eric, do you want to go ahead and handle this next one, buddy? I don't know if you're still sort of reeling from this or not. Oh, that's weird. There, This doesn't show up on my notes. Oh, okay. I can go ahead and read it for you if you'd like. Oh, I'll uh, read it. So, as a Chicago Bears fan, the Roquan Smith news sucks. The Bears are already going to suck, but this Roquan Smith news really sucks. So, what I've read on it, what I've heard about it, is he feels disrespected based on the contract extension they're trying to do, which I think is the crux of it. I think it's a leverage play, honestly. I think he wants more money. Um, but he says he feels disrespected by the regime and that they don't value him which is unbelievable coming from Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy because there's nobody other than maybe Chip Kelly who is worse at making their players feel val valuable than Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. So there's absolutely no way. I, I can't picture that being true, especially being a pro bowler this last year. How on earth is Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus not ecstatic about having Roquan Smith on their team? None of it makes sense. I think it's a contract play, but maybe that's just me being optimistic Bears fan. I feel for you, man. That's that's. That's brutal. Uh, it does, you know, make me feel a little better about how much turmoil the Hawks have been through uh, this offseason. It feels like the, the Bears are kind of just, uh, we can be brothers in arms here. We can just be both uh, a couple yeah. of sad boys about it. I yeah, do also want to remind everybody that Roquan's kind of an odd dude. And mm -hmm. what was it, a year or two ago where he just randomly disappeared for four games because of, we don't know. It's an odd statement too. It's it's it is odd for a player to be that um, detailed about yep. their like trade request, right? And he just vanished for like three to four games a couple of years ago, and there was yeah. no reason given for it. And we still don't know. Like he just yeah. seems like he's a little odd. So could be that too. But he's a great football player. All right. Uh, well, I had to just you know salt the wound for that one, so we can go ahead and move on uh, to a different uh, trade request made by Kareem Hunt. You know, to me, makes a lot of sense, honestly, uh, with his situation and coming into a contract year. He's obviously uh, still, you know, a fairly talented running back, just stuck behind the prolific rusher and Nick Chubb. So I, I can kind of sympathize with him wanting to uh, get an extension and, and make some money before he hits those unproductive uh, 27, 28, 29 years. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think them's the breaks. I don't think the Browns are going to trade him. So I think it's going to be like either he plays or he holds out. So you don't think that he's going to be traded? No, I don't think so. I don't yeah, see maybe what the I'm Browns... Maybe I'm being hopeful, but at how intriguing would... it could be for fantasy. Totally. Fantasy you know? for, for <laughs> me, as a fantasy owner of, of plenty of Kareem Hunt, bring it on. Please right. trade him. Please like, what are some What are some teams that he would like just blow up your roster on? Right, like you guys want to know my team that he would blow up the roster on uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, but but from a realistic point of view, like you think that like I don't think that's a backfield that I would that I would guess like okay they're gonna bring For in sure. a running back. Yeah. What about the Bills? Um, I mean, the Bills is probably the best situation, right? There, there's very few teams I can think of that it wouldn't be some sort of battle uh, in terms of taking that bell cow. Cal role. Um, I think any other team he goes to besides the Bills, there could be a little bit of competition there. He goes to the Bills, instant, like I would say RB1. I disagree. I would hate him on the Bills. Because I think the Bills really like Singletary. They really like Cook. I think mm -hmm. they would almost be a different running back for every down. Like Singletary would be the first down back. 
Hunt would be the second down back and Cook would be the passing third down back. I don't Really? I, you. I, I just I, assumed Hunt would catapult all of the backs and be the. I, the I think I'm more on that side. I think I'm more on that side because I, I just think that Hunt's talent still, and granted, you know, he's in that age range that it could start taking a decline. But as of right now, when I see him on the field uh, playing for the Browns, I see someone who's much more talented than than a Singletary, than a Zach Moss. Uh, James Cook might still have his role because he is like a patch catcher specialist that that is actually a pretty good point in terms of uh what kind of production you would see but i i still think the kareem hunts got that every down work set i just i just yeah i, I agree with i yelled on and that one i think personally what about what about the dolphins they're not obviously not as high powered of an offense but one they just the got tyree kill over there right they got waddle bringing in someone like kareem hunt like i think he would catapult to the top of that depth chart as well he'd be a clear That's one there that's so funny because I feel like we're just we're on opposite sides of both of these, Eric, which I love. I just I love having the different perspectives. But like for me, I see the Dolphins and I just see better running backs than the Bills have. And so if he goes to the Dolphins, I see more of a situation where you were foreseeing for the Bills because I still think Chase Edmonds good. I still think Mostert is going to have a game or two where he just, you know, has two carries for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I don't know. To me, I think that those RBs are, are better in general. So they could see. I would love to see him on the 49ers because I don't think Elijah Mitchell is a That's clear cut RB, RB1. And you put Kareem Hunt running options and stuff with um, Trey Lance with the running threat that Trey Lance is because you have to guard him every time. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, with that running and the Debo running different ways, you could do so much with the three of them in the backfield. I'm and a believer in Mitchell. I gotta I gotta tell you, man. And I know True. that was my bold that was my bold prediction that we had in the in that chat. Oh yeah, it was. It was. That's right. That he yeah, finishes the top ten running back. Like Yeah, that's spicy. The thing about this entire conversation though that excites me more than where Kareem Hunt goes is having Nick Chubb all right. of the <laughs> and i highly encourage um i'm gonna bring i'm gonna mention evan on this even though he's not here because he sent us this earlier go to the twitter account nathan janky i believe his name is uh it's like j-a-h-n something like that he's pff he put up this chart for yards after contact per attempt compared to um missed tackles per attempt mm -hmm. with the different running backs in the league and if you look at that chart Nick Chubb is so far and away above even the second RB, which is either Derrick Henry or Tony Pollard, but it's not even debatable. And I was blown away when I saw that. And can you imagine yeah. Nick Chubb getting 20 to 25 carries every game? Yeah, a lot of these RBs were like center mass of the graph and, you know, some on like the lower left side, which obviously would indicate uh, a lower uh, yards per after the contact uh, tackles evaded that sort of uh, – uh, dichotomy and then you see nick chubb he is all the way in the right hand corner he's almost alone literally alone yeah corner. yeah i wish i had shares left we were talking about how you know we had gotten rid of some some leagues i have no chubb shares in the oh, eight that i, I kept sadly and if kareem hunt gets off that team i love chubb even especially in the first six games which jacoby Brissett. oh my gosh they're gonna pound nick chubb yeah yep that's oh, common. can I throw can I throw you guys another team name? Yeah. What do you think about the Texans? I uh, uh I don't like it as much. I think for me, I would rank 
I think I would rank Bills, Dolphins, Texans. Uh, and I think that's pretty that's pretty easy for me to say. But um, with the Texans, I just worry that you know they're not they're not gonna you know get down the field enough for him to score like a bunch of touchdowns, which is kind of his thing. Is I think he scores like one of the highest rates of touchdowns, uh, especially catching. Um, so I'd be a little worried about that, but I'm also a big Mills guy, so I do have some hope and faith in the Texans being a little better than people might think they they will be this year. What about some like crazy places that in reality he could go to, but that would like completely destroy people's fantasy lives? Like if he went to the Steelers and like started complimenting Najee oh. Harris, or like. Or like if he went to the Ravens, like and just like throw oh, the Ravens back would in be, there. Uh, into... Please don't speak the Ravens <laughs> like, into existence. Yeah, no. no. Like let's look at the other like you know. My J.K. Dobbins, no. <laughs> right. So the one that actually I think could be somewhat realistic, but also like you said, could bomb some fantasy stuff. What if Cam Akers isn't all that? I was that was my next one with the Rams, That's and I would really cry. What if the makers the Achilles isn't right? Mm-hmm. He's not. Maybe he just doesn't live up to the hype. Halfway through the year, the Rams make deals. What if I, I really Hunt like that one? I really like that one, but I don't yep. like it because Donnie has too much already. I can't give him too, but we can't give him the. He can't be allowed to have this too, right? No, no. Yeah, but, that's the one I'm scared of most. Yeah, because yeah, I could see bad. that realistically happening. I could see Don't a lot of Cam Akers getting really mad too. Yeah, I would rank his best landing spots: Niners one, Dolphins two, Bills three. I think is where I'd have it. Okay. Um, and I don't have the Niners on my list, by the way, because uh, I'm a huge poo poo on the Niners backfield. I don't want to get into that right now because that's the rest of the show. But <laughs> let's go ahead and fast forward here. Uh, Ayala, do you want to uh, sort of uh, take this one um, because it does involve your team? And to be fair, we're sharing pain here. Eric shared his pain with us. Uh, I've been sharing my yeah. pain since Russ got traded. So do you want to take us through the Becton injury a bit? Yeah. So um, the Becton injury, he basically re-injured his knee that he missed pretty much uh, all of last season with. He, I think he played the first game. Um and so it's some type of fracture and he's probably going to miss this whole year Ooh. it's sad and you know um i feel bad for the kid uh a lot of people are talking about it you know like oh he's too heavy or this or like anyway like the like coach Salah was was referring to the dehumanization of like athletes i really do feel bad for the guy um it sucks for like if, from a fantasy perspective obviously for the whole offense on a on a positive note, you know they signed uh, Dwayne Brown. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he's thirty six, but he made the Pro Bowl last season. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, he was serviceable for uh, for the Hawks very recently. Um, he's a great dude. Also, he just seems like a a cool guy. Uh, but yeah, I really feel for uh, for Becton on that. Uh, just really unfortunate stuff. Um, he looked good as scary, rookie year, you know. Scary yeah. injury he could too. Come back. Yeah, that's a scary injury. So I, yeah, nothing but the best for him. Um, I will say um, I've been thinking about this and I think I am ready to just kind of make this official uh, given this injury. It might. Yeah, I think it edges. 
it edges Zach Wilson out of the number two slot for me for my cornerstone rankings. And uh, Trey Lance is now my number two. Just bumping him down one slot. Don't don't kill me. I yell it. Just one <laughs> slot. Uh, but oh, yeah, not, I, I didn't just, expect to hear that. Okay. Cor- cornerstone piece uh, of the of the O line. Um, that injury looks just just awful, man. And I'm I'm kind of worried uh, if if Dwayne Brown's the the stopgap. Great, um, but they're either going to have to invest pretty heavily uh, next year if uh, if Beckton is out for longer than just this year. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, to more hype news uh, that is a little less of a downer, uh, we got some names on a list of guys. And I guess we can just sort of go through these real quick. How do you guys want to address these? Do you have uh, headlines in mind that you want to kind of go over? We threw some names down, and it's just real quick. Do you think it's news, what you're hearing about them, or just no news, like training camp? Oh, okay, okay. I like it. It's more what I was thinking. Like we have Jamar Chase. There was just videos released of making of him making ridiculous one hand catches, looking amazing, stuff like that. Like, is that news or no news? To me, it's no news. We know who Jamar Chase is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. just because he's blowing up all the social media stuff, like we know who Jamar Chase is. We don't need to hear news. The only news that would scare me of Jamar Chase is if he got hurt. That's the yeah, only. Where- News Where does really he have happen. to go? Like he can't go up anymore. Yeah, I mean, I guess for some people that just want to watch him make crazy catches over a third string cornerback, like there, there you go. But yep. other than that, yeah, news, no, no. There's I had the same year. take as you guys when I saw his name on there. I basically was like, "What news about Jamar Chase?" Like I thought I had missed something. And no, like he was just uh, doing Jamar Chase things. Got he, it. He was all over the news outlets because of <laughs> big catches he was making and stuff over third string mm-hmm. cornerbacks. And I'm like, that's no news. We, we know. <laughs> um, and we all know that training camp news of Jamar Chase, you know, can't catch footballs. We know all mm-hmm. about how that stuff's not true. This next one, though, I actually think is pretty interesting is Chris Olave has been lining it up in Sage training camp. Oh, yeah. And I feel like his name gets lost a little bit amongst like the Drake London's and the Traylon Burks and stuff like that. I think there's a chance Chris Olave might be your rookie of the year this year offensively. Like he is going yeah. to be a center point focus of that Saints offense with James Winston if Winston can stay healthy. Eric, I agree with you uh wholeheartedly. I think it, him and him and London like and like you said he could be he could end up number 1 for the year but he's gonna immediately be utilized um even if like hopefully michael thomas is back to being michael thomas but like you know we know Jameis likes to chuck it i think it's gonna be they're gonna be a really nice team to watch and i think for fantasy yep. there's gonna be a lot of assets yeah i i tend to agree with you guys uh i i love chris olave uh i i mentioned this in our uh, cornerstone wide receiver rankings episode last week with evan that uh i think that Chris Olave is probably the most uh, well-rounded wide receiver from from this class uh, to me personally. And I think that he is a perfect match for Jameis Winston, who um, I think he gets a lot of love-hate for his like 30-30 season. Uh, but if you watch some of those interceptions, man, a lot of them were, yeah, maybe his fault, but a lot of mistimings on the wide receiver's fault as well. And I think Chris Olave is not going to suffer timing problems i think he is very very well-rounded and very uh smooth like the other side of a pillow and um 
the one thing that I and I don't watch a, a ton of college football, mostly just like big games and stuff like that. The one thing I didn't know that Chris Olave had in his arsenal was the hand fighting for the ball when he's wrapped in coverage. And I saw a couple of videos of him ripping balls down with defenders draped over him. And I didn't know that was part of his game. And I'm like, man, if he's able to rip stuff away from single coverage like that, even Michael Thomas is back being Michael Thomas, he's going to get single coverage. He's going to go up and win these 50-50 balls that Jameis Winston will throw up once in a while. And yeah. I didn't know he had that in his game. And it, seeing some of that made me much more excited about him than already was. I think it also bumps up Jameis Winston for, mm. you know, yeah, a quarterback help. Yeah, totally. I think Winston has fixed. a very underrated wide receiver core, actually, because yeah. I, I still think that, like, so we're talking about Jarvis Landry as your wide receiver three. I'm fine with that. That, that sounds pretty good, actually. Uh, so, and not to mention he still has Kamara. Uh, Kamara hasn't been, like, suspended or anything yet, and he might not. Uh, if that's the case, it could be a, a very, very good year for Jameis. Lots of weapons. You want to just well, take us through this? Why don't you just go ahead and captain us? You captained us through this one. Oh, captain this one. Yeah, yeah. All right. So this next one is a combo. We got James Proche and Devin Duvernay. So the reason I think this is training camp newsworthy um, is I think Devin Duvernay behind Rashad Bateman once uh, Hollywood Brown left was kind of the de facto wide receiver too, or at least everyone assumed he would be. And apparently James Proche has been stealing the spotlight in training camp as the wide receiver too. And a lot of people are really disappointed in Duvernay, but are y'all interested? Like, I've been trying to take flyers on James Proche wherever I can. Is I think Bateman's the dude there with Mark Andrews, but if you get that third wide receiver in there, James Proche, that could be some fantasy value with Lamar in a contract here trying to prove himself. There could be some good stuff there. What do you guys think? Yeah, uh, could could be um, could be some news there for sure. I mean, they are obviously sorely lacking for uh, wide receiver help there. It really is kind of the Bateman, Mark Andrews show. I definitely, you know, I think the obvious main concern I have here is can a wide receiver to wide receiver three in the Lamar Jackson Ravens offense really actually be valuable uh, right. for fantasy purposes? I... I think I'm more on the side of offensive no on it, but you know, I think it's one of those things where if I have a, you know, a nothing slot that I could just throw on one of these guys and pick them off the waiver wire. Sure. Uh, why not let him sit? Maybe he comes out and uh, surprises us this year. One of them or both of them. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about where I'm, I'm at with them. And it's largely just a Lamar Jackson issue. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly that that was the the same issue I was gonna bring up is that like yes, someone else is is gonna need to step up uh with uh, Hollywood gone, but even like he never really supported that many wide receivers, you know, and even Dobbins, you know if, if he's all right the, even the other running backs can take some targets in my opinion before like a, a James Prush or a Devin Duvernay. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't trade anything for either of them. Mm. But if they're sitting free in your waiver wire, and you got but right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's where I'm at for sure. And if you, uh, I'm pretty sure if you're in an RPG league that uh, celebrates and honors return the yards, return. then oh, yeah, uh, Duvernay, Duvernay should still Good be guy. on your radar because I'm pretty sure he's the guy there. And 
Um, he took uh, at least two, I think, to the house last year. Maybe it was just the one, but I, I well, kind of remember him taking two uh, from the from one side of the end zone to to the other end zone. Uh, so, yeah, he's someone to actually, actually uh, probably keep on your radar if you if you're in one of those kinds of leagues. Um, but yeah, absolutely. All right, next one up, we got Isaiah Pacheco. If that's mm-hmm. how you say that name, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, Isaiah I think the Pacheco. hype has gone, has gone a little too crazy. Uh, I do think it is news. Like, I, I do, I'm hyped about him as well, but not to the level that, like, I'm starting to get crazy, like, trades with, like, Pacheco and them and, like, a fifth and, like, for, like, for, like, a stud, you know? And it's like, get out of here. <laughs> get that uh, Pacheco in third round, 23 <laughs> third rounder for Justin Jefferson or something. <laughs> What do you think, Eric? Uh, I, I'll pass on that one. But um, I, I think it, this one's in the camp of no news. Like, I think this is one of those training camp darlings that everyone gets super excited about that they're the next. Um, I always the, the example I always go back to is Julius Thomas, the mm-hmm. tight end for the Broncos, where he came out of nowhere to be a top two tight end that year. Like, I think everyone tries to find that guy every year. I don't know if Isaiah is that guy. I think the hype's getting a little out of control and it's a little bit of no news, people getting overexcited. Yeah, so I don't think people are getting excited enough. Uh, full wheels up on the Isaiah Pacheco hype train. Uh, he will be this year's Elijah Mitchell. Wow, okay. Yeah. Well, so I agree with two with both of you guys, right? So like, I see the point you're making because I think that it's not going to take much for a running back, like a younger guy, bring in the rookie, and he could beat out CEH and uh, Rojo. And McKinnon is, is like, aging already, right? So let, let's say the obvious with Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, literally end of seventh round draft pick, right? Uh, I totally, totally get that. Um, but let's not forget running backs that come out of nowhere, undrafted with James, Ro- James Robinson, for example, come out of nowhere and they take the reins. I just want to drop two, really just one little stat that I really just truly love uh, about Isaiah Pacheco. Guy runs a four three seven at 5'10", 215 pounds. That's nice, though. <laughs> yeah. Dirty. Yeah. So, but I, I know think it's, it's, it's just the hype's out of control. It's it's too much. No, like. Um, I would agree with you, but. I took Isaiah Pacheco with basically every single fifth round draft pick this year. Um, so I automatically, I just have to be on the hype train. So sorry guys, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, top 12 RB this year. All right, wait, oh, just man. a question though, follow up on that. You took him before the hype? Like yes. any early drafts or recently? Yes. All right. Many, many early good. drafts. Basically all of my, uh, all of the RPG leagues did their rookie draft. I believe it, the end of May or middle of May, something like that. I can't remember. Pretty early-ish May, and uh, I took Isaiah Pacheco with every single fifth-round draft pick I could get him in. So uh, I, I just got to be all aboard. You know, that's just how it so, is. So Pacheco for Taylor, straight up, would you do it? Or you have to think about no, it? No, I'd want a first. <laughs> I'd want a first. first. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so I know he's not on the list, if you guys don't mind, but you did, bring, you did bring him up, James Robinson. Yeah. Like, I think James Robinson is the guy there. I'm not like I have no doubt about that. If he's healthy, he's the guy, and he is not being drafted that way. Yeah, it's 
I, like I think everyone's a little is is not a little is a lot too low on him. I tend to agree with you. Um, I think this is news. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't use James Robinson if he is the same player that he's been uh, the last two seasons. He's on a rookie deal. Uh, you have a first round drafted running back that just was out for an entire season due to foot injury. Why, why would Travis Etienne come in and be any sort of like hero workhorse RB? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. It, I think it's James Robinson's job to lose. And if he's not ready, if he's not back from his own injury, fine. I, I definitely, I'm, I'm not down on, on ETN. I think he still has his skill sets and he'll be utilized. And if James Robinson isn't ready, wheels up on ETN. But if Robinson hype and news is true, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm taking James Robinson everywhere at his ADP right now. The, the only argument I would make to it is ETN was drafted in the first round and has a much higher salary. And NFL mm -hmm. teams are weird about the players that are getting paid get the benefit of the doubt and tend to play more. That would be my only, because I actually think James Robinson might be a better running back than ETN. Maybe. I don't know. I, I've never seen ETN play a snap in the NFL. I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. But I think that salary gap in the draft capital too could play into it where the coaches, the coach and the higher ups are like, you need to play ETN. We drafted him with a first round pick. That seems that. a lot. I mean, how many yeah. first rounders who quarterbacks who are worse than random six rounders who make it in the league get a bazillion chances where the sixth rounder messes up once they're out of the league. Yeah. You know? Sure. You know if I, he I, was a if he was a pick, like if he was a coach's pick who's no longer there, or if it was more of like a like a front office, like we know he was an Urban Meyer pick, right? We we do know yeah. that. Okay. Like I'm pretty I'm pretty certain that we can. You think that has any bearing, maybe, or mm. truly asking? Because I do agree with you, Eric, about yeah. that. That I, does happen a lot. You know, most yeah. teams. I think Trevor if, Lawrence. If doing, yeah, and that's exactly what I was gonna say, Eric. Yeah. If if Remember, Trevor Lawrence is given the team, he will vouch for ETN. Yeah, and they played on the same college team together. They know each other yeah. too. Like they know how to play together. So I think ETN's gonna be given every opportunity to own the job. And I think he's gonna have to lose it more so than James Robinson has to win it. Having Doug Peterson there, to me, I've I've been saying this for a while now, ever since the coaching change there. Uh I think it will be sort of a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt light is kind of what I picture where you have like more of the bruising kind of back with James Robinson and you have the pass catching versatile threat with uh, with ETN uh, as the uh, Nick Chubb to Hunt comparison there. Um, so well, I, I think that both can be valuable, but I think there is a world where it's kind of like James Robinson is the guy this year as ETN sort of, you know, eases back from his foot injury is kind of where my mind's at on it. So what do you what do you guys think about this when I when I say this that ETN rushes for a thousand yards this year, but James Robinson gets like eight touchdowns. <laughs> How many yards would you have him rushing for? James Robinson maybe gets somewhere around two fifty to three hundred with like six to eight touchdowns, and ETN gets like uh, two to three touchdowns. I think it's gonna be more yards. I think it's gonna be like six fifty seven hundred. But do you think that they could that ETN will steal yards from Robinson, but Robinson will steal touchdowns? I think ATN will get more receptions. I feel like I feel like they're they yeah. would run it more still with Robinson if I if he's healthy. Be... Just based on how we've seen like or what I've seen of Robinson, and actually in my opinion, yeah. I think he can catch it too, and you can utilize like I love what yeah. I've seen from Robinson. But I, yeah, I think it's going to be more even uh, personally. Um, their their touchdown ratio, I think it'll be pretty pretty even. That was a good one.
Do we want to do? Do we want to do the last three of these, or do we want to do one more? Can we? Can we? Can we skip to the last one? Yeah, <laughs> skip to the last one. We got good old George Pickens. The Steelers, man. Pickens. I just draft Steelers wide receivers. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I think that it's gonna be a Pickens Johnson led, uh, probably Johnson Pickens in that order led uh, offense. Uh, obviously with Najee in there too, but through the air, I think it's going to be George Pickens and uh, Deontay, newly signed Deontay Johnson as the uh, as the top dogs there. When all of a sudden done, I think that Claypool has, I don't know what it is. It, it kind of it seems like it might be like discipline problems possibly with him, uh, which maturity, is maturity. I think maturity. Yeah, I, I and I don't think that's something that Mike Tomlin has a ton of tolerance for. Uh, just look at sort of. How the Antonio Brown saga concluded, um, how the uh, Le'Veon Bell saga concluded. I think that if the guy is acting a certain way, he's much less likely to be uh, kept around for very long or utilized uh, heavily. Um, and I just, Pickens for me, I don't know if I can say off the top of my head who's had more camp hype than Pickens at this point. Um, it's just been unreal every day, unreal catch. So I, yeah. And like you said, I, I really believe in Steelers ability to pick good wide receivers. So, and it doesn't matter if they have character issues, anything they're like, no, we got this. Just bring them on in. We're just going to yep. keep churning out amazing wide receivers. Anybody that like, even like your non-traditional, like Heinz Ward, like there's their receivers like, yeah. for years. It doesn't matter. And I hate to just like generalize like that, but it's no it sure is. shit. Like, <laughs> Three constants, death, taxes, and Steelers wide receivers. <laughs> it's too true. Yeah. You know, I do worry, obviously, about the quarterback there because I'm not high on Pickett, but I'm also um, higher than most, I think, on Trubisky. Uh, Are I think you? We can, I think we can start bringing back Trubisky pretty soon here. Um, okay. I'm pretty, yeah. I, you know, not not going to tout a crazy take on Trubisky, uh, but I think he'll be an absolutely serviceable QB2. We could do an entire pod one week on how Mitch Trubisky got absolutely screwed in Chicago based on bad coaching and management. I, I have so many stories about things I've read about what Nagy did with Trubisky, and he never wanted to coach him. I'm not saying Trubisky was going to light up the world, but that kid got a raw shake in Chicago based on stuff I've read and heard and people in that area know about. It's so frustrating as a Chicago fan. Like, Mitch... Never should have been drafted over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, but he should not have been as bad as he was. He was not given a fair shake. He still went to the playoffs two out of three years. Well, listen, he's he's on a team right now, like the weapons that he has. He'll have an opportunity to to you know to redeem himself to showcase that because yep. like I think he'll be set up for success there with the pieces around him, yeah. even tight end, running back, obviously, you know, and the wide receivers. Do, do I have time for one quick? Mitch and I hate Matt, Matt Nagy story before we hand in this next thing. Uh, yeah, I think that's mandatory. Go so on. just give an example of some of this management that happened with Mitch Trubisky and also the kind of dude that Trubisky is. So that last season that Mitch was in Chicago before he was released and went to the Bills, at the end of that year, Matt, and, Matt Nagy sat down with Mitch Trubisky and they talked about, hey, let's take a month away but let's study film and let's put together some ideas of what we can do together to improve the team. 
right? What are action steps we can take to make the Chicago Bears offense a better offense next year? A month goes by, and Mitch flies all the way up to Chicago, and it was apparently some, like, 300-page binder full of notes, plays, all sorts of ideas to totally revolutionize the Bears' offense. Matt Nagy never even showed up or let him know he wasn't coming. Really? And that's a true Bear story. You can go look that up. And that was the last season they were there together. Matt Nagy, he didn't want to coach him. He didn't give a shit about Mitch. Like, Mitch, wow. it was not Mitch's fault that he was not supported with how he should have been supported. Maybe he still wouldn't have been great, but at least you go and give the kid a chance. So I think Mitch is going to impress a lot of people this year. So that, that's, that's, up. that's one of my many Mitch stories that still make me mad, and I hate Matt Nagy. So Matt Nagy, if you ever listen to this podcast, go get screwed. <laughs> wow, calling out Nagy. Nice. Uh, I don't think we've had a like a full coach call out yet on the show. So <laughs> glad you're the first to uh, go ahead and do No, actually, I might have called out Pete Carroll. Uh, I can't remember. Who can I'm just, remember? I'm so glad I don't have to stare at a stupid bald head in a visor anymore. I love yeah. our coach. He's a leader of men. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. I, I'm so happy he's on the Jets now and not on the uh, 49ers because I hate oh, him. Oh, uh, Salah. That was awesome. I like, yeah. Okay, so I do just want to say, I, you know, mentioning uh, Truth Bisky, I do just want to remind people that he was the Nickelodeon most valuable player. So, you know, can't take that away from him. And obviously that means he's going to be prolific. Um, <laughs> you know who's never been the Nickelodeon most valuable pro- player? Tom Brady. Yeah, too true. He's the statistician, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess let's get into this uh, this segment we have uh, coming up here. I don't know how it's going to go. We've never done anything like this before, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. So what we're going to do is we are going to do a like five, six, seven round mock draft where we only draft players outside of the top 100 by ADP. And we're going to be using uh, Fantasy Pros Superflex rankings because it's the first link I clicked on. And uh, we're going to go ahead and scroll down to tier nine. And we're going to uh, take players to fill a roster of two quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, one flex. So I guess that's technically eight rounds, not five to seven. (laughs) But uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how far we can get before we get tired. So we decided to determine the draft order by uh, pro team's record from last year. I actually just... So <laughs> my muscle memory just right away, I'm like, okay, haha, Eric, Eric number one. And then I had to go look it up. And I was like, <laughs> actually, you know what? Corey will take the top slot because uh, the Hawks <laughs> did technically finish better. That's hard to believe. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, yeah, let's jump into this thing. I don't. Just, uh, just to add insult to the Becton injury. Brutal, man. My condolences. <laughs> So, yeah, if you want to follow along at home, you can go to fantasypros.com slash NFL slash ranking slash dynasty dash superflex.php and uh, go down to tier nine and play along with us. So I have the first pick. It's it's a dynasty superflex league, which is a really fun like spin on this, the dynasty part. I know we're a dynasty show primarily, but choosing only sleepers you see a lot of rookies uh, down here on on this list, and I'm tempted to go with the older veteran quarterback, but some of these rookies also seem intriguing. I kind of want to put my money where my mouth is, actually, so I think I'm going to go James Robinson, 
number one pick. Oh, okay. Wow. That is not one that I saw coming. Wow. No, I hadn't even scrolled wow. down to 210. That's way down. <laughs> I like it, so this though. Is, so this is, like, a, actually a really fun part of this exercise is at, at this point in the draft, if you were down here at these players, this is just where you start scrolling and you find the guys that you like uh, rather than the guys that, you know, you're usually not trying to fill your roster out at this point in the draft, I guess is what I'm saying. So, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. And like I said, putting my money where my mouth is with all the James Rob hype. And yeah, lock in J-Rob, number one. Wow, that's, I like it though. Okay. Am I up? Yeah. Uh, Eric, you are on the clock. I'm torn between two. Don't you snipe me, Eric. Don't do it. This feels so bad. But at the same time, like I'm going my man Ramondre Stevenson. Wow, you're you're uh you're buying the the Damian Harris willing to be traded hype? I don't like drafting any Patriots running back, but there's something about Ramondre just watching him run last year. That dude is a true three down back. Like I really liked what I saw. I think Bill Belichick liked what he saw. I think Harris breaks down every other week, even if he's not traded. I just really like the potential that Ramondre has. And the one benefit of being with the Patriots means he might get less wear and tear on his legs too, because he's not being pounded all the time. And anytime you're within five yards of that goal line, there's no reason not to have Ramondre in the game. That dude can pound it in. I really like the upside of having Ramondre as my RB1 picking from this point. I don't hate it. Yeah. All right. All right. Back to back, right? Yep. Yep. I like, you got two because it's a snake oh, draft. Damn. Okay. I forgot about that. All right. So um, I can appreciate where you guys are going with this. It does come around quick. So you do have more of a luxury of where you're going. But this league is a two quarterback league. So we were just talking about him. And it's like slim pickings down here, you know, with all the weapons that he's got. And, and I was picking between two, but I'm going to go with youth here and the weapons. And I'm going to take Famous Jameis. That's who I was torn between. Okay. Jameis Ramondre. Yeah. You, uh, and, you, you, know, you didn't get my guy. I was, if the guy glanced at me next, I think the, the listeners are going to know exactly why I was sweating there based on what you were saying. I'm going to keep it a secret for now, though. Uh, but no, I think, that's a great, I think that's a great pick. We already talked up Jameis quite a bit. Uh, makes sense to me. Who's your second pick? So I was hoping you guys would talk about that a little bit more because uh, <laughs> I hadn't gotten no, a chance to really. Uh, I kind of want to do a little bit of scrolling. Oh, I good. I'm also scrolling. I'm so spoiled with Sleeper. Uh, shout out to Sleeper if you uh, want to sponsor us, Sleeper. We can do great host red ads for you. Uh, we love your service. All the RPG leagues are on Sleeper. Um, but I'm so spoiled with it, not having that like ability to save guys and then star them and that kind of thing i'm scrolling up and down this list like okay just remember this guy i know it's hard but just uh keep it in keep him in your mind honestly sleeper might be one of the best things that ever happened to fantasy football it is such an easy intuitive app to use i absolutely love it one of the best things happened to fantasy one of the worst things happened to my wallet fair accurate all right guys donnie yelling from la right now that could be their new slogan sleeper if you want to buy that let me know thanks for the stall Thanks for the promo. Of course. So, yeah, I, I kind of got to do this. Um, I'm going win now for my team, you know, and uh, it is a two-quarterback league. So I'm going to just double up here, and I'm going to take Matt Ryan, 
He's got some Ooh. great weapons. He's got a great O-line. He's got Jonathan Taylor out of the backfield. He's got Naeem Hines he could throw to. Um, Pittman, I'm a huge, huge fan of that 6-4, just like big receiver. Yep. I think he's really going to score a lot of touchdowns for them this year. I don't even want to talk about Campbell because he just hurt his hammy. It, was, it wasn't anything crazy, right? It was just like a minor thing. It's been a hammy, I think, every year, uh, unfortunately, with him. But, hey, maybe this is the year it will really be just minor and no big deal. <laughs> but, yeah, I had to double up on those, um, and Matt Ryan's my second pick, guys. Oh, that is absolutely brutal. You just, like, cut our legs from under us with how thin the quarterback's <laughs> here at this point. Eric and I are going to be scrambling. But but you didn't get my guy still, so I'm just bobbing and weaving over here. Like, there you go. Still, still in the fight, uh, but maybe that'll change with Eric's pick, but I don't think so. I think I might have a beat on who you want. Corey, but there's other people I want over him. So we're picking past 100. So it starts at 101. Uh, it starts at tier nine. So it actually started at 108. Oh, okay. Well, that's should... if you picked a guy from tier eight, that's that's fine. But yeah, I was looking at tier nine down. Okay, tier nine down. Well, I, yeah. I don't think I picked someone above that. So that's fine. Uh, you um, did not. That makes this pick actually probably a little bit easier. At least I think it does. No, literally, it's the cut off the one. I wanted Pollard. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, no. See, I think that was the perp that Pollard was the name that I saw at the end of tier eight, where I'm like, that's not a sleeper. We're going to the next tier. And then I started reading <laughs> these names. And I'm like, yeah, these are the guys. Well, I'm going to go with who we just, uh, you know, death taxes and Steelers wide receivers. Give me Chase Claypool. <laughs> I got so scared. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Perfect. Uh, perfect. I, you I got love it. understand. Why Chase Claypool is ranked this low? I don't. When he was mm -hmm. 22, that first year in the league, that guy was a jump ball machine, and yeah. he. Was I think it's like a lot of pick and type. Wide receiver, he was phenomenal, and he had noodle arm, dead arm Ben Roethlisberger last year. It literally can't be worse than what was throwing to him last year. Like even if Pickens isn't good or Mitch flames out, it's not worse than what Ben Roethlisberger was, right? Yeah. So yep. I, I don't understand why Claypool is ranked. So I, I don't understand. I think he is a supreme talent. So I would like to have – yeah, I'll go with Claypool there. Okay. So you went uh, – Ramondre and Claypool. Ramondre and Claypool. Okay. All right. I got you. Cool. Yeah. I uh, – see, you didn't go where I thought you were going to go, and now I'm thinking maybe I can wait on this guy. All right, so my first pick's easy, I think. My first attitude, because we're running the snake again. Uh, going with Chase Edmonds. Um, I am very, very high on him. I think he's a, I think he's a very talented pass-catching back. Uh, and I think that with uh, Tyreek Hill on, on the Dolphins now, I think that offense is going to be ascending. I like Chase Edmonds for, uh, for PPR, and I like him for touchdowns. So I'm going to go ahead and lock him up. And I'm then your backfield, Corey, your two yeah. RBs, Robinson and Edmonds. Good job. That was who I would, uh, if he made it back to me, that's who I was targeting. Thank you. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about that personally. Then uh, I am stuck between two guys here. There's one guy that I keep getting scared you guys are going to take, but then you don't. So I think he might be maybe off your radars a bit here. So... Okay, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about this one actually. Um, I am I am pretty high on uh, on Alan Lazard, so I'm gonna go ahead and take him as my first wide receiver. What can I say? He's the only guy in Green Bay. Uh, Rogers is talking him up. Uh, I know Rogers is also talking up Dobbs, but 
I don't, I'm not a believer. I don't, I, I will believe Dobbs when I see it. I think that is going to be uh Alan Lazard show for better or worse. He's going to get the targets uh, from Aaron Rodgers, who I still think has, uh, has got it considering his uh, consecutive MVP runs. So uh, I'm going to take Alan Lazard and uh, pass it over to you, Eric. I'm a firm and fast believer. Zero Packers allowed on my fantasy teams. So <laughs> he was Fair not enough. on the radar. That that, no that's why I felt so good about taking him. Yeah. So uh, this might be a bit of a homer pick, but I want to lock him down now because I think this dude's about to break out. I want Cole Komet. Uh, that guy came out, they said, with Gronk offensive pass cast, catching measurables out of Notre Dame. Not I, I, people is like he's. He, you're saying he's Gronkowski. He's not Gronkowski. Nobody's Gronkowski. He can't block nearly like Gronkowski could. But that dude has a sick catch radius. He's a big guy, a huge threat in the red zone. And I think him and Justin Fields this year are going to click in that 20 yards and in area. Because I think Mooney beyond the 20 yards is going to like light it up with his speed. But then once you get to that red zone and in, I think Komet is going to be the guy that Justin Fields is going to be locking into. Like I have, I would be willing to go as far to say that I think Komet could be a top five tight end in fantasy this year. Like I, that's how much I believe in Komet this year. That's spicy, my friend. Yes, that was extra saucy. I do like Komet at his current ADP, but I'm not that bold to, to say top five tight well, end. But when you start picking it apart a little bit, right? The Bears are bad. They're going to be behind in so many games this year. They're going to want to see what Justin Fields can do. They're going to let him throw. When you get to the red zone, who on the Bears does anything besides Cole Komet in the passing game? Nobody. Mooney is not a red zone threat. Well, because of his size, but they used him in the red zone. I mean, I was surprised at how much, like, like how much he was targeted in the red zone for like a small guy. You know, man, Cole Komet, I think, could go off this year. I I think you're going to see the hype of him build up. Mm. Um, He has a really favorable schedules for tight ends, which is really good. Um, and I know he and Justin Fields. Ooh, I like that schedule. I just saw that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm all in on the commit train. I think this is the year that everybody who's been waiting on commit, like really gets paid off. And I can tell because I've committed almost all my fantasy teams. The amount of people trying to sell buy buy him in trades with me is ridiculous. It's year three, right, for him? Yep, year three. And that's yeah. a good tight end breakout year. Yeah. That so. is usually the magic year. Yeah, it's a magic number, I'm told. Could be Chicago homerism, but I'm loving everything I'm reading about him. Yeah, coming yeah, out. No, I feel it. Back to back, I up pick here. Um, this is tough with the running backs, which I haven't drafted yet, and uh, there's not that many starters. So yeah, I love my I love my running backs. I'm gonna have to go with Devin Singletary. I believe yeah. he's the the only one left that's a starting running back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that um, you know, barring the Bills trading for anybody. <laughs> Kareem Hunt. <laughs> then you know, I think he is the guy who gets who gets the shot. I had hopes for Zach Moss, but I don't know what happened to that dude. Sadly, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Devin Singletary here. Just I need a starting running back, and uh, then I'm gonna follow that up with just to keep with. I told you guys I was going win now, even though it's dynasty. I'm gonna take down the title this year. We're gonna go Adam Thielen. Um, oh, nice, nice. Because he's yeah. still Adam Thielen, right? <laughs> yeah, I did not even see him on that list yet. So that's yeah, that's a great pick. Very good pick. Yeah. Back to you, Eric. Oh, this one might be a little spicy. Uh-oh. Um, I feel like my team's very young, and I want to stick with that. 
I want some explosion on my team. And I feel like this is the one man on this football on the football team that he's on that provides the big explosive plays. And I want me some Kadarius Tony. He I like it. Had a couple games last year where he flashed, flashed. And I have a feeling he's gonna be that like three point game, twenty-six point game player, right? Where one week he's gonna go one catch for seventeen yards. And then one week he'll go for 12 catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown. Like something weird, right? Uh, he just has that boomer bust feel to him for me. But I like that offensive explosion potential, putting with the consistency that Chase Claypool can put up in my wide receiver spot. So I'm going to do – and he's young. He's only 23. He's yeah. the wide receiver one there, right, as far as the death chart right now, right? I mean, they've got – what what's his name? Um, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, but who trusts Kenny Galladay? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Galladay was nowhere to be found last year. Yeah, uh, Galladay, supposed but, to be um, the number one last year and couldn't take the reins at all. Got hurt constantly. I, yeah. Tony's the guy. And I yeah. want my wide receiver one from the Giants on my team. Taking a wide receiver one on, on a team at, at this point in the draft with these kind of guys, I think that's a great strategy. That's kind of my uh, was my thought with Al Lazard pretty much. I also, um, electric enough too that when daniel jones does stupid stuff or throws the ball away he can make something out of nothing all right uh so that brings it to me twice i i think i have my picks first i'm going to go ahead and lock in uh in my opinion out of the bunch uh for dynasty especially kind of the most intriguing tight end option on the list is uh is dawson knox plays for the Bills, linked up with Josh Allen, uh, still pretty young at 25 years old uh, and already has Allen's trust, uh, is a red zone threat, uh, makes impressive, you know, 30, 40 yard gainers that that are just fun uh, to have on my team. Um, I like I'm kind of going with a very much balanced scheme here where I, I am trying to be young ish, uh, but also trying to uh, be competitive team and yeah, I think Dustin Knox has an easy chance of being a tight end one um, and has an off chance of being a, a top six tight end. So lock in Dustin Knox. And then I'm getting too nervous because now we're getting into the – I know that Ayala doesn't need a quarterback, but Eric is going to need one eventually. So I'm going to take the guy that I keep getting scared. That you guys were going to take, and I'm going to go ahead and lock in uh, Mitchell Truthbisky as my quarterback one. Ooh. I didn't see that one coming. I like it. I like it. Uh, won't won't do much more explaining than I already have on uh, why my belief in Truth Bisky is is high this year. But I here it is. There's the proof in the pudding for this very very important uh, mock draft. I like it. I like it. Back to me. I'm gonna go with who I had ranked as my QB one out of the choices that we had because none of y'all took him. Give me Jared Goff. Yep. The amount that Detroit's going to be behind in games and how hot Jared Koff can get, like, whoo, he's going to be thrown a lot this year. He's got weapons this year. Jamison Williams, I like what they're doing there a little bit. I mean, Swift is a good pass catcher from what I've heard. Yards after contact, he wasn't great at. He, he catches passes, yeah. He, he's like That's a volume good. guy. Like, So, I, I don't know. I like the... The upside play of Jared Goff. I mean, I have a I have a few leagues where Jared Goff is my super flex quarterback, and I don't feel bad about it because of how low I was able to take him and take other players over him. Yeah, so, no, I that would have been absolutely my next pick. Uh, I'm higher 
than consensus, I think, on, on Jared Goff. I, I said this on, on the last show with Evan. Uh, I won't go out and say that the Lions will have, you know, a top three uh, offensive line, but I, I think they might have a top five offensive line. And so Jared Goff is going to have plenty of time to uh, work under center. And yeah, yeah, the the weapons that they're surrounding him with, the, the Lions are just doing it right. So yeah, I I like to pick. And then, uh, and then we are at a back-to-back. How does it feel, by the way, Eric, being in the middle here, being like kind of sandwiched between the two picks? It's odd. I feel like yeah. it's so much more advantageous to have the back-to-back picks. Yeah. Do you feel like the middle of the Oreo, like the cream center? <laughs> only if it's mega stuffed. Right? That's the only... My my wife doesn't agree with this. She's like, oh, the double stuffed are like too rich. I'm like, those are the oh. only... Oh, those are the only Oreo. They have like the uh, like the stability to be like dunked numerous times, unlike a, a flimsy normal Oreo. Like, no brainer for me. I don't know if this is my hottest take ever on this podcast or not, but the golden vanilla Oreos are Oreos are better than the chocolate ones. I, mm, I won't say they're better than the chocolate, but they are. I do agree with you. I think there are people out there that straight up don't like them, which I don't get which is not, because they're they're vanilla. a great cookie. That's a great it's cookie. Such a good cookie. I have nothing to add here because I'm not a an Oreo, a fan of Oreos. We're just we're just stalling for time anyway. No, oh no, I appreciate you guys. I was having a hard time remembering like the team that I drafted, <laughs> so I went ahead and uh, just jotted that down here. Uh, and I heard everybody. My listeners, down. you know, you know, are keeping up, so I just want to go back and just mm-hmm. please correct me if I'm wrong. But I have Jameis. Uh, I've got Matt Ryan, Devin Singletary, and Adam Thielen so far. Right, I've only yeah. drafted four slots. Yep. And it's two RB, two wide receivers. So let's see. I am definitely going to need another running back. And there are no more uh, starting running backs, like as of right now, you know, barring uh, injury or anything like that. So I'm really torn between these two guys. It's like a hype guy, right? Like someone that could take over. I'm only going to reveal one because actually, why not draft them both? There's way more wide receivers left and that risk when you guys taking them all right so i'm just gonna go back to back no i don't have to flex another running back i don't have to take two risks like that sorry i'm gonna change my mind here guys the contemplation i'm here i'm, no. I'm, I'm the I'm hype is this building <laughs> um so i'm gonna go with khalil herbert here and i'd love to hear your take on it eric Ooh, um i am not wow. a believer in uh, montgomery and he has as you mentioned, one of the easier schedules. What do you think about that? And you're not believer in Montgomery part. It's okay. We've all had wrong opinions on this pod before. <laughs> You're forgiven. It's your first one. We're all good. I was about to start chatting. Like, I fight, like fight, what fight. I see from Herbert. It's not just, it's not Montgomery. Isn't, isn't a bad running back. Like I think mm-hmm. he's, he's a, he's a starting running back. He's serviceable, but he doesn't pop off anything for me. Oh. Like I don't look at him as like, wow. Right. Like and it, nothing that he does wows me. Yeah, I mean he was only you know a top five rusher in the league two years ago, but it's no big deal. He's overrated. It's fine. But um, no, I do really like Herbert though. I think Herbert it really impressed me on the field last year because I didn't even hear much hype of him coming into the year. And whenever he got the ball, he made things happen. He ran north to south. He would break some tackles. He would push the pile. Um, I like him actually quite a bit. I do think you are correct, and Monty is no longer at the peak. I think he is on a decline at this point. 
not substantial, but I think he's past the crest of his career, if that makes sense. And I think he's going to be a little more – he's taken a lot of hits because we've had not good offensive lines, and he has definitely taken some punishment. I think you can see some good time from Herbert this year on the Chicago Bears. Plus, Herbert is a much better passing back than Monty is. Monty, passing is not too much in his skill set. And then – thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess I'm going to – take my tight end uh no offense uh like listen i know he's he's on a new team but um he's too low in my opinion uh i don't think he's going to completely fall off he has chemistry with drew lock and i know Geno smith is starting the first preseason game but you know what what's coming out of camp is that drew lock is is looking fine or even outperforming Geno smith Either way, even if it's not Drew Locke, like I do like the fact that they have that connection. And, and I'd love to hear, you know, what you think, Corey, uh, after after the pick. But I think he's going to be used. E- either one of those quarterbacks needs to lean on a tight end because y- you don't have a great quarterback there right now. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm fully on the uh, Drew Locke uh, train at this point. I, I think he'll absolutely be the starter. I think it makes no sense for the Hawks to go with uh with Geno Smith coming into the season. They might, I don't know, they might be weird and they might play Geno Smith for like a game or two. He's not going to last longer than that though. If he does end up actually uh, being the day one starter, I think it's, it's going to be, let's see what Drew Locke has um, because I think there is the belief that he might have some hidden potential, whether or not that's true uh, remains to be seen, but I do like the, chemistry with with Noah and Drew I think that Noah Fant is is a physically a, like super gifted athlete and tight end uh everyone was super hype on him when Drew Locke was his quarterback in Denver so why aren't people super hyped on him uh, going to you know Seattle with Drew Locke um it's pretty much the same situation and it's not long ago Noah Fant was being looked at as a top 10 uh dynasty tight end so yeah, I, I I personally like the pick. I think that the offense is and it's going the way of it's going to start funneling through DK, Noah Fant, and Ken Walker, and whoever the quarterback is we draft next year. Let's go, CJ Stroud. That was that was your second pick, right? With Noah Fant. Yes. Okay. Took gotcha. Khalil Herbert. Can um can we start the official Seattle hashtag here first? Suck for Stroud. Yeah, yes. Uh, it, it wouldn't be started here because I've been I've been chanting that at uh, at my place of business uh, for three months now. Yeah, but but we can start it over the airwaves here right now. Uh, Seattle sucker Stroud. Stroud. I like the three S alliteration. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, let's get it. I'm I'm all in. So go ahead and uh, yeah, it's your your turn. So go ahead and give us your next pick. So yeah. I am I I know it's dynasty technically but i am floored that this guy is still on the board even though he's a little bit on the older side because we ain't trying to win right now give me some cordero patterson oh, no, baby. after i made the pick oh. i saw it i totally like i, I had blinders on and i was like i was saying there were no more starting running backs and cordero while patterson. he was talking yeah. about fans i saw that Unbelievable. that um that is nice, truly unfortunate nice as it was uh as it was my next pick i was gonna put him in my flex slot oh, give me some um, um, that is I mean, what was truly unfortunate. Top five RB or whatever it was. I think he was an. I think he was 
Bro, I, I it's hard to say. I think he was RB three. He might have like, been like, like insanity. Ranked at one, even though it's dynasty one sixty, the RB three. Like, give me that all day. Roll carefully, my friends. That's the takeaway from this. I know. Yeah, that that's nuts. I can't believe he's still sitting here. And then, especially in the RPG leagues, which tend to have some nice kick return, punt return benefits. I'm getting wide receiver, running back, and a kick punt returner all in one. Yeah, you have to imagine that we have some sort of kick return yard in this league. In our like fifth or sixth round of our 100 or lower draft is nuts. Nuts. Yeah, I don't prefer that. I don't like that you did that at all. Um, I'm wounded, and now I am uh, panic scrolling up and down this list trying to find a replacement. Well, I guess the first one is the easy one. It'll give me a minute to think here after being devastated. Uh, the first one is a, is a semi-easy one for me, partly because of what I was kind of just talking about, where I do think that for the vast majority of the games for the Seattle Seahawks this year, it will be Drew Locke up at the helm. Um, at this point, I'm pretty much staring down the barrel of a Drew Locke or Marcus Mariota, and uh, I, I think that Drew Locke has uh, more upside um he does still have potential maybe he's young enough that he could take a step forward in a new system with arguably better weapons pretty much with just dk metcalf but i think he counts for like two and a half players so i'm gonna i'm gonna take that yeah more than anything i needed that second qb so what can i say (laughs) and then oh that stall did not work at all i gotta pick uh i'm yeah i think i'm gonna have to go ahead and fill out my other wide receiver slot here it is still slim pickings the further it's weird the further you scroll down the less guys that uh i would consider drafting uh weird how that works (laughs) okay i actually have a a decent one that i'm pretty happy with it's fun too because i didn't think i was going to be able to get a stack in this league but let's go ahead and stack drew lock with tyler lockett um okay Tyler Lockett, I know, is falling down boards, and and rightfully so. Like he doesn't have Russ to throw him that beautiful ball anymore, that that rainbow ball that we all know and love. But I'm still a, a Tyler Lockett fanboy. Uh, first jersey I ever bought. Um, I still think he's crazy talented, super dynamic, super fast, reliable. Not in like a fantasy sense. For the most part, he has his hit or miss weeks, but I think he's reliable as a as an offensive piece in that offense. And yeah, I really. I actually really like the idea of a, a nice little stack there with Drew Lock and Tyler Lockett. Lock it up. Lock it to lock it, baby. I'll nice pick. Lock it to lock it. I like it. All right, my go? Your go. Man, I think I've kind of committed. I like. I know I started young, but I still started with starters pretty much throughout. And I kind of committed to this whole, I want to win this thing. And again, kind of Florida still there. Hunter Renfro, baby. Oh, good. All right. I thought you were taking my guy. I know it was all, she was about to be mortified over there. But I mean, Hunter Renfro was like a top 15 wide receiver last year. And he just got a payday, which means he's going to be used even more. I know Cooper Cup is poor man's Hunter Renfro, but like Renfro is fantastic. He's going to get a lot of targets. I think Waller's starting to have some major injury concerns. Mm. And honestly, the addition of Devonta Adams, I think only helps Renfro Mm. because Adams is going to pull so much coverage to him and Renfro's so good at slipping open. I don't think Renfro's going to rack up giant yardage games so much anymore, but I, I could see him being like an eight to nine catch 60 to 70 yard touchdown or two guy. Hunter like that, Renfro was the next guy for me, or he, he was the guy I was considering against Tyler Lockett. 
honestly, just the stack pushed it over the, the fence for me there, just because I thought that would be fun. But Hunter Renfro, I think, is arguably probably the right choice at that slot. Uh, like you said, he had a great finish last year. He looked like the safety blanket somehow for yeah. Derek Carr, and he scored touchdowns to boot. So, yeah, no, love that pick. Carr is only going to get pick. better. I, I, yeah. I think Josh McDaniels, too, is a big key of this. Yeah, I think we learned a lot being humbled by that Broncos experience. Just the way he talks is so much different than he used to talk. And I think he got really humbled by all that. And I think he is a very smart offensive coach, and he's going to find great ways to get Renfro open in the good situation, especially in the red zone. And I think Carr's only going to be better. So I, I love Renfro there. Love I it. like it. All right, so I've got two picks, and those are my final picks. Um, I have two quarterbacks. I have two running backs. One receiver, one tight end. So I, I have to draft another receiver, and then I got a flex. Um, I think really this just, again, you know, this is what we're working with here <laughs> down in these tiers. Uh, but I was able to still find, I mean, it's not anything glamorous, but a, a wide receiver one in Jacoby Myers. Ooh. I like so that. Just someone like that, that will lot. at least, you know, get the targets, be utilized. I don't know. I mean, we're hearing a lot of uh, junk about the the offense at a camp, but I take anything you hear about the Patriots with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, they just always find a way. So um, I'm feeling pretty good about being able to find a number one. And then just to round it off for my flex, I think what better guy to, to throw in the flex? He's reliable. It's not a sexy pick, but it's a great like flex floor play, I think, in Robert Woods. Oh, you. Oh. <laughs> I'm taking this thing down, boys. Went for Bob. Devastating. That was my last Bobby pick. Woods. Oh. That's, I um, think that's a great pick. I love that pick. pick. I like that. I think, yeah, Tannehill is a great quarterback for him to be linked up with. He's getting nothing but praise from uh, coming back from his midseason uh, ACL tear. He seems to be good to go. And, yeah, he, he was, like, a top 15 wide receiver uh, on the Rams sharing the field with Cooper Cup. Yeah, he gets no yeah. respect ever, ever, and uh, he's just totally like he's agree. the epitome of like like a flex, you know, like. Ooh, I like that a lot, but I'm mad at you now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, My last pick. I'm only yeah, missing a quarterback. I want to full send the spicy hot pick, but I can't do it. I just I. My team is win now, and I don't know when he'll be on the field, but I yeah. Corey could tell you I was the solo drum banger well you were too Corey, for mr malik willis i love really him. i love malik really? I wow love you're malik. doing that you're gonna be able I to feel the so team this year the other quarterbacks that are there but as wow. long as Tana, i'm getting nothing out of that position i can't do it you could you're not yeah. gonna stack uh jones with tony no I, jones I, I, down I, there? yeah I daniel jones is on the board oh, man what Oh, you're you right. might He's get so a seventy-five-yard stumble. Yeah, Danny. Dines. You don't know what you're gonna get with him. Um, uh, Danny Dimes. He's considered. Wow, I might have taken Danny Dimes over Drew Locke. That's uh, that's my mistake. Honestly. <laughs> oh no, that's risky. the art of scrolling. You know what? Seriously, I think you told me. I think I. I think I had to go Danny Dimes. I think Danny Dimes is the. You choice. got it. You got to stack him with Tony. So, I wanted to do Malik Willis so bad because I so desperately believe in mm -hmm. Malik Willis. 
I just never know when he's going to start, and I have no bench, so I can't afford to do that. Then I was going to go Baker, but I don't even know totally if Baker is going to be the starter. He's going to start. Danny Dimes, I know he's the starting quarterback, and I will get rushing yards from him. Yeah, man, that's – Doubling us. Absolutely. You got me twice in this one. One was – you just oh. full snipe me, but then the second was I straight up missed Daniel Jones's name. Oh my god, you still had picks? I didn't even know. I thought that was one. the end. I shouldn't have intervened. Yeah, I have one pick. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. No, quarterback. No, I'm you? sorry about that. It's totally well, you fine. Get to it's totally fine. Way, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I had two, two quarterbacks, so it was literally oh, okay. just okay. I picked Drew Locke. Yeah, I picked Drew Locke, and I didn't even think to look for Daniel Jones because I could not believe. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's like, um, like the Cordell Patterson. You just got yeah, Patterson. For sure. Uh I did get Patterson to that as uh we can we can use that term from now on. Well that really puts okay, yeah, that that didn't put me in a bind because I don't need a quarterback, but that kind of flustered me because uh I, that would have been my pick. But uh I do have another pick here that I, I am pretty confident in. And uh, you know, I like this dude because his situation literally only got better after he was in RB2 last year. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Melvin Gordon. Uh, I think he will, again, have games. I think he'll, again, catch passes. I think he will probably score more touchdowns with Russell Wilson. I'm happy to take Melvin Gordon, even sitting uh, behind Javonta Williams. I, I think that that is going to be a more shared backfield than people want it to be this year specifically. Uh, Melvin Gordon goes into his year 30 next year but i figure you know i have 29 year old tyler lockett too so maybe after this year if i don't uh, make it to the championship i can move off those guys uh and get some rookies in the game instead so uh yeah go ahead and lock in melvin gordon who i feel is one of the only rbs of note really left on this list i looked at him um like when i you know instead of khalil herbert (laughs) just because like i don't know you know how much use i'll get but you're not concerned at all about the like they're like he's having his foot examined. It, it it's very vague um, what's going on with it. it's being evaluated for like yeah, for, not, you don't think not, that's serious or something. Not too concerned right now. You know, it's still early enough where they're if they're calling it minor and you know, I, I guess I'm right on the cusp here of learning whether or not like like how serious it is. Uh so maybe tomorrow uh we get more news and I uh severely regret the decision but as of right now i think there's plenty of time uh left for melvin gordon to get right um if it means you know they sit him all of preseason i'm all for that i don't like seeing my uh my draft picks play in the uh, preseason games anyway unless they're taxi squad rookies so uh no i think th- yeah no you're right there's there's some injury risk there especially with not having a lot of information but i i like the ceiling uh, just as much there where if he can finish as I think he finished like 15, 16, 17, like that kind of uh, RB finish. So if I can get a guy like that on my team, yeah, I think I'm pretty, I'm, I'm sitting pretty with my uh, RB stable there. If so. he's healthy, absolutely. I think he gets yeah. utilized. Like I don't yep. think Devante's backfield yet, as yep. long as he's, he's usable. Yeah. I feel really good about our teams for drafting why do i feel really good about our teams yeah i feel better about this team than like one or two of the fantasy teams (laughs) i have at the moment like (laughs) so true though Uh, do we want to go through uh Um, can we name just a couple players like sure yeah lord weren't taken like yeah start with christian kirk how did none of us take christian kirk 
the clear I like Kirk. one in Jacksonville. I like Christian Kirk a lot. I didn't want to take him because I didn't want to be that invested in the uh, in the Jaguars, and I took James Robinson number one. So I was kind of just waiting for you guys to draft him, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, another, some other interesting names here. Is the Carson Wentz hate that bad? Like Yes. Yeah. Really? Forever. Both forever and okay. always. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you guys hear that recent interview from Alex Smith on how horrible it is to play in Washington? How terrible yeah. that organization is? I, I actually, I heard about the story. I didn't, um, I didn't see it he or anything yet. But apart. I heard he ripped him apart. Yeah. Um, also, I, I think Carson Wentz just broke. Like when he got his really <laughs> bad back injury, I think he just, I don't think he ever mentally, maybe not even physically still, but I don't think he ever mentally recovered from that. He just makes so many boneheaded mistakes. Yeah, I'm pretty much all out on uh, on Carson Wentz. Sticking in Washington, though, none of us took Dotson. A two-year-old wide receiver who could be a stud. That's, that's yeah. my Wentz hate. That's my Wentz hate, I man. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't push the button. Oh. I wanted um, to try to take number one receivers when I could. You know, he's a number two there. I like, Totally. Um, but no, absolutely. I, I looked at, his, at him a couple of times. Um, but I, I wanted to stay with my uh, – I went pretty older with my guys. Not that not to say, like, you can't have some youth in a win-now team because uh, I do think he's going to produce. Um, they seem to love him over there. My guy that I was really looking at um, that I couldn't pull the trigger on was Kenneth Gainwell um, because I really like him. Uh, he caught, like, 50 passes his last year in college. Um, I think that's a thing that, that they wanted Miles Sanders to do for a while, and Miles Sanders just can't stay healthy high upside so i'm a big kenneth gainwell guy i just couldn't do it um i wanted to though i agree i like him to usurp uh sanders even just like the herbert montgomery yeah. uh situation mm -hmm. i i view gainwell very similarly you know and and that that also um zamir white man what do you guys think about that just because we saw him recently yeah. and he looked good i do like him i was just gonna say Josh Jacobs is just gonna find a way to stumble two touchdowns in and take it from him. <laughs> like again, like Jacobs is so frustrating. Like, That's that, that was my main thing about uh, drafting him in this sort of setting is uh, like Zamir White to me is like a, a next year kind of guy. Like I want to draft him this year late and and hope that he can you know carve something up for himself next year if Josh Jacobs gets uh, let go or traded or whatnot. I do like him though. I think he's got good like like pretty decent measurables and. Uh, that coaching staff does like to utilize kind of a, a rotating cast of RBs. So, oh, for sure. Um, so, I'm interested to hear your guys' take on this because I think this guy is such a high upside guy that I was scared but wanted to grab Irv Smith, the tight end. Mm, for the yeah, there, there is I'm not out on him yet. Him. I'm not out on him yet. I think at his ADP, like you, like you're not going to get burned. Do you know right. what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm. He's the guy there. He's the, you know, I, I don't really see anyone um, that's going to like overshadow him or something. Yeah. Or like just, yeah, yeah. like take his take role. Like that. I don't see that yet. So why not? But he could be, you know, Chris Herndon. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> he, he, should be good. he has, he has another like very good uh, profile. Um, I know I was excited for him when he came out uh, as a rookie, but he like injuries man injuries just have plagued him um he he just keeps missing too much time uh to me i worry about that because of tight end as a position being like one that guys usually have to ramp up for and him missing those like 
kind of pivotal uh, skill uh, skill building years. Maybe could uh, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely not taking him over. You know, the guys that are placed <laughs> over him on on this list. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't mind him in like a especially in like a two tight end. Why not? Like he he could definitely he has high upside for sure. Um, but yeah, just a little scared about the injuries. I think. I have a guy just, I don't know how many more of these we want to do, but uh, what do you guys think about DJ Chark, honestly? I like taking flyers on him because I've owned DJ Chark for a good year. I just think everything that everyone's saying about Amon Ra, um, how high people are on him, like DJ Chark is a lot more proven and profiles a little better. And he is going to also benefit from the extremely strong offensive line that Goff is going to have all day to throw under. I don't know. I, I think that there's a, definitely not a non-zero. I think there's like a good like percent chance that DJ Chark is the like yard leader for the Lions. Yeah. I think Amonra helps him. Like I, I think it's yeah. it's good for both of them. I like both mm-hmm. players in in fantasy just because you could get them. Not that Amonra is cheap, but cheaper than last year's rookie breakouts in my opinion yeah. yeah i feel that this this one i guess isn't really a surprise he wasn't drafted but it's just are we at the point where odell's irrelevant yes yes absolutely wild i i just don't think like look you can you can take a, a shot on him i guess uh really late in a draft or, or try to pick him up on waivers but you are literally just throwing some money down at a roulette table that there's a team uh, mid-season that that decides to pick him up because of an injury and and hope that he still wants to play for uh, that team and I don't know it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of hoping for me. He's he's approaching like uh, he's hewing over to the Josh Gordon side of things. Yeah, mm. and he yeah. he's not even thirty. Like it's just it's crazy where he was. He maybe one of the most surefire starts ever in fantasy. Like when he was at his peak. Like you slam him in your lineup, and you're like, "That dude's good for 15 to 30." Hold on, like, wait. Are we not? Are we not Josh Gordon hype train on the Chiefs? <laughs> no, I can't do it anymore. Oh no! <laughs> Am I here alone? <laughs> I have a feeling. I didn't get off the train. I didn't get off the train at the last stop. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I have a feeling he's gonna smoke some people this year. I like dude, Juju I'm... a lot, man. I think Juju's cheap. Yeah, I, I do. I think that... He's so uh, young. I mean, with Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, MBS, Juju, I think, like, everyone's still trying... You're getting this um, this sort of cushion of, of their ADPs, I think, being, like, lower because everyone's still trying to figure out who is going to get what. But they're all going to get stuff. They're all better than McCole Hardman, that's for sure. Yes. They're they're all a bunch of Demarcus Robinsons. They're gonna Juju have- was better as the number two, and I and I feel like he'll be the number two with Kelsey as the one. Like that was Juju's year, right, with Antonio Brown, where he yeah. like balled out and hell. I I know it's Ricky hype, but I also like Sky Moore. Like yeah. I think Sky Moore is talented, and he he fills a role there that uh, can easily take away from Nicole Hardman, who I don't think who I don't think is any good at all. Uh, <laughs> But, okay, so do you guys have any more on this list you want to go over? Do you want to kind of belt out our teams real quick to sum everything up? Yeah, let's just do that. I, I think we hit the okay. big names. Uh, oh, wait, so I'll go first. Sermon. We're oh. going to talk about Trey Sermon. Oh. Thanks for Donnie. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so I drafted first, so I'll go ahead and uh, belt mine out first real quick. 
Uh, starting with the quarterback. Well, I guess I'll go in order here, actually. That makes more sense. So at the start of round one, I went ahead and, and took James Robinson uh, off the board, followed by Chase Edmonds. So running back one, James Robinson. Running back two, Chase Edmonds. Third, I took Alan Lazard. Took Dawson Knox in the fourth uh, as my tight end one. Then I went back-to-back with QBs. I went Mitchell Trubisky and then Drew Locke. Uh, pairing up with Locke, I took Lockett. And then with my eighth pick uh, for my flex spot, I took uh, Melvin Gordon. Uh, so that is my team. Uh, feel Yeah, why do I feel so good about this team? <laughs> it's not that Weird. bad. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Well, it's, it's three of us, so we really didn't have to go too That's deep true. Yeah. through the yeah, tiers, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Eric, you want to go next? Yeah, let me remember all my players here. So I got You're doing one. this from memory? I'm impressed. I, I'm trying yeah, to. I wrote my down, buddy. <laughs> me oh, too. There's no down. way I was remembering. Um, I did Ramondre first, and then I went Chase Claypool second. I went Komet third. I went uh, Kadarius Tony fourth. Then I went, oh my God, who's the first? That was one? your last pick. It was Daniel Jones. That was my yeah. last pick. But I took another two. Goff, that's who it was. Yeah. Yes. I went Goff, and then I went Cordero Patterson. Boy. Then I went Hunter Renfro, and then I believe I went um, last quarterback, Daniel Jones. I'm still mad about that. He is so forgettable. Did you see that? You just said Daniel Jones, and then you forgot him by the end of your list. (laughs) I I was too. Well, Daniel Jones is forgettable. So I'm not surprised that my eyes scrolled past his name several times because <laughs> I made it all the way down that list and I still just completely wasn't seeing him. So well, I saw it and I'm like, wait, he's retired. And I was thinking of Eli Manning. So <laughs> all right. If only I yell it. Why don't you go ahead and uh, uh, round us off with your uh, with your team? So uh, I went back to back quarterbacks, Jameis uh, and Matt Ryan. And then I went Devin Singletary, Adam Thielen. I then took Fant for my tight end. I went with kind of against the grain here because I had totally overlooked Cordero Patterson. And I went with Khalil Herbert, which I still think will be serviceable. I still think I could take this thing down. And then I shored up some more wide receivers. I went Jacoby Myers uh, from New England and then Bobby Woods. Little Bobby Woods. Is the most regrettable pick in the draft that was missed Cordero? In my opinion, yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a straight up snipe. Yeah, that was a straight up snipe. He was he was looking really pretty in my flex slot. I was really excited. As you were giving the breakdown on on fans as the Seahawks fan, I saw it and I like I was like, well, I can't interrupt him now. I can't be like, yeah. I took my pick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I yell it. I think you. We should name your team twenty-eight to three, <laughs> led by Matt Ryan. Oh yeah, that's pretty do good. It. I mean, my mine's so easy. Like lock to lock it easy. Oh yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah, I, I don't or, even know if I got one through mine. What about lock it up? What about lock, lock him up? And it's Drew Lock like behind prison bars. <laughs> it's fine. Oh my gosh. What about a team name for you, Eric? Uh, it's gotta be something with Danny Dimes, right? And yeah, Jerry's it's gotta Tony, be. Dimes to Tony. Stumbling to victory. Stumbling to victory. I do like that. Stumbling, fumbling. What What was the old, uh, uh, oh my God, what was it? Boomer. Stumbling, rumbling, fumbling. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, I like it. So you guys are in on a uh, hundred dollars for buy-in, going with these teams for the year. Uh, just us playing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with the guys. I can't. Ilan's face. I wish we had a video stream of Ilan's face in that moment. Uh, Man, I actually really like my team. I kind of want to do that because I feel like you have a good shot. You know what? I'm totally just going to save. Why don't you, uh, when you can, Eric, input your team into the document, and I'll just save the document, and we can refer to this maybe as like an uh, end of season wrap up. And actually, I'll do some yeah, stats. I'll do some stats, I love it. and we, I'll let's do a water yeah. bet or like you know, yeah, yeah, kind of something fun. Oh, I like it. I'll get it on a water bet. All right. Sold. Like January, when we find we're out the results. We're gonna spin the wheel. We're gonna. Well, gonna <laughs> I yell and I are down in Florida, so we're good down here. Oh you're no! You're down in Florida too. Oh right, you're up. Okay, right. I'm, I'm in Tampa, right by yeah, Tampa. Yeah, you're in Tampa, right at yeah. the brewery. Wait, so two Floridians and no Florida football team fans, which is kind of funny. Because no one's actually from Florida. Yeah, you're yeah. not from Florida, right, Eric? No, you're from Pennsylvania. From you said, yeah. I grew up in New York. I'm from Israel originally, but I grew up no. in New York. Um, otherwise, why would anyone be a Jets fan? Like, no one's yeah. like, oh, you know, I live in Colorado, but I don't know. After uh, after <laughs> Zach Wilson's offseason activities, I kind of want to be a Jets fan. <laughs> so I really love his comment about like just wanting to gain experience in any way he can. I thought that was a very mature answer, and like good, good for like I respect that. Yeah, he loves good maturity. Soak it all up. He likes yeah. going for. Uh, the yeah. experience and mature people, that's for sure. Yeah, he's a real vet. Yeah.